with the banana wop get a bop okay <laughs> bit of bop bop yeah that's what that, that's what that reminded me of put a bop bop bit of bop bop honestly great ad What's up, everyone? New week, new dish, and uh, excited to be here again with all of you, um, stringing together uh, sessions of being back, which feels good, feeling mostly better, and, um, you know, feeling a little bit better, too, because there's some decent ads to talk about this week. (laughs) Um, But, you know, a couple quick hits, I think, before we get into it, you know, we've got um, something for Freeletics, we've got something for Cores, and... uh, we got something for some snacks. So we got your exercise, your beer, and your snack food, which essentially sums up my quarantine. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> um, but I think before we really get into it, just two points I want to call out. Um, first of all, the uh, Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards is moving to remote. And uh, I'm very curious to see the uh, innovation of how they're going to slime people from a distance. So stay tuned for that. And then secondly, one of my favorite things we've talked about on the show before but uh, good old AB InBev, Anheuser-Busch, has notched a major legal victory against Molson Coors uh, over Corngate from a year, year and a half ago, if you remember. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, to quote the Court of Appeals, if Molson Coors does not like the sneering tone of Anheuser-Busch's ads, it can mock Bud Light in return, which is essentially the equivalent of like, I feel like some older sibling or like some like parent being like, look, if you don't like it, just say it back, which I, you know, I appreciate, appreciate the juvenile nature of that court ruling. And uh, you know what? That's what I was saying all along. So, you know, if nothing else, I feel happy, (laughs) but interesting to see how that plays out considering neither of those campaigns are still ongoing. And that I was going to say, are we going to get a corn part two? I would love that. Corin Gate, like quarantine. <laughs> uh, anyway, maybe I'm pushing something there that just isn't isn't a good pun to make. Um, but moving on, um, let's get started off with Freeletics. You know, I've been more of a Nike premium training app guy this quarantine since those are free. But Freeletics has cool stuff too, and something that is cool they also do is a campaign they do called "This Is My Journey." where it focuses on a different user, their background, their relationship to sports and fitness. And something like this could be pretty cheesy, pretty hokey. Um, but this one they did most recently is actually, I, you, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, it's not the same, but it does give me vibes of the uh, Under Armour Michael Phelps ad from 2015. Um, just mainly due to the cinematography, this, the kind of tone of the film, the way it was shot. It's not exactly the same. You're not seeing the, the journey going into something. You're seeing the story that led up to the journey, but it's interesting. So it focuses on, um, Marine Corps, uh, veteran Corey Lore, uh, who, who suffered combat injuries, lives with PTSD. Um, and it's kind of his story of talking about how, how working out, being active kind of helps helps his mind helps him to quote the article takes him out of his dark patterns of depression and helps him be focused and more present with his family um and so they released it in in accordance with may mental health awareness month um and it just talks about how movement can help ease symptoms and there, it, it it's shot by havas germany um 
it it does get a little bit addy at the midpoint as they start men- mentioning freeletics but i think it's not until like 45 seconds or a minute into the actual spot that freeletics is even really mentioned overtly um which is kind of impressive that the brand is even willing to do that but i think it makes for a better spot because you really get to just sink into this guy's journey and just listen to him talk and relate to him and and really start to feel for the guy and hear him and and i do feel like it's a very powerful piece of just being able to just powerful piece of human storytelling um so i'll pass it to you zach but i'm curious for both of you think um i really enjoy at least recently um i've really enjoyed this type of ad that is really focused on an individual um and their story i think it just resonates so well and this could just personally be me uh and i think this one does a really good job of that and also before i go any further it was nice and it is nice to be discussing an ad that doesn't have to do with the virus um which this obviously is it's nice that they chose to focus on the month of may um and what that means and instead of going after the coronavirus they're telling the story of cory lore uh, and so from a creative standpoint, on top of that, um, to your point, Trent, this is just an expertly crafted story. Uh, you don't really hear about freeletics at the beginning. Um, you you don't really hear about it until about halfway through, like you were saying. And it's really just telling his journey of what it was like being or what it's like living with PTSD and how working out and how movement helps him get through that. And even that movement part of it doesn't come in until probably the second half of the ad. So they spend the entire first half of the ad just allowing Corey to tell his story and try to explain both through his voiceover and visually using some of the imagery that they use, what it's like to be living with PTSD. And so it's, it's a very powerful and resonant spot, in my opinion, for those reasons. Uh, and then the tie-in to Freeletics and the ability to use movement to tire out not just your body, but your mind, as he says in the ad, as a coping mechanism is a really nice tie-in that's very touching. So I thought it was a great piece. Uh, and I think it's a really resonant um, piece of storytelling. Yeah, I mean, I think to your point, like brands talk about wanting to to tell stories, you know, and, you know, and really champion its consumers but shit man i mean it's expensive there are costs with everything but if you're expecting to be able to get some really in-depth narrative in a 30 second it's going to be hard 60 second you can do but you're always going to be left wanting a little bit more to to just do a two minute 27 second long form story where the majority of it doesn't even mention the product i think like that is something that is effective and people do pick up on um but cole what are you cole what do you think Yep, we're back. We had some audio issues. Cole's Cole's laptop was uh, an airplane on the runway, but uh, it's fixed now. Uh, Cole, what do you think about Freeletics? <laughs> yeah, now that now that we're uh, in flight, the turbulence has ceased. We're doing better now. Um, but anyway, yeah. So basically, I I like what you said, Trent, about how this does feel. It initially does feel a lot like that Under Armour spot um, with Michael Phelps. I think, um, you know, it's very dark. It's very serious. Kind of. it's, it's all coach, just exactly, exactly. Our uh, our hallowed swim coach. Um, but yeah, I and I think um, I don't know. I think what was cool about it 
now, especially during this time, is it was someone that, you know, had all of this stress, you know, all of this kind of fear, all of these impacts from uh, PTSD that were really taking a toll on his life. But through, you know, athletics, through through freeletics uh, or whatever, um, he, he was able to kind of grow beyond that and kind of help himself become a better person, give back to the community, do all of these things. And I think that it's kind of something we can all relate to during this time. And even though it's not, you know, it's not about coronavirus, you know, we're all kind of going through a time of uh, immense stress. You know, um, there's all of these crazy things going on in the news. We're all having to stay inside. We can't see our loved ones, um, you know, and I think that that is impacting people in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. But I think that kind of expressing that in a positive outlet, um, you know, through something like exercise is, you know, a, a really positive thing. And I think that this ad tells that story really well. And I think that that can relate to people, you know, even dealing with what we're dealing with right now. So, I, I mean, I think I think it's a really great message and I, it just hits home even more, especially during yeah, this time. I agree. I think just bravo to Freeletics. I think I, I mentioned it earlier but i just want to say it again to to i mean the funny thing is there's even a director's cut that zach found that was really zach and i while we were waiting for cole to kind of uh fix the issues and stuff we were like zach was like trent i found a three and a half minute video and i was like i only found it two and a half it's like the fact that they even had like a director's cut that was a minute longer um just dedicating that much time and resources to tell a long-form story like that i think is important i think even now too long-form content's more important um, people are wanting to be engaged with stuff more and relate to people on a human level. And like spots like this, I think do that very well. And, you know, just for Freeletics to dedicate that much money and resources to tell someone else's story for such a long period of time and, and to not even get to their product until like at least a minute, minute and a half in it. It's just, you know, it's nice to see. And I think like if you want to come across as a brand that actually cares, like doing things like that helps and like at least makes me believe it. Um, but speaking of like caring, um, I don't care too much for cores, you know, because uh, they lost Corngate. Um, but something that did do really well, actually, that just came out is, um, is a great little ad is, uh, that plugs beer as a pandemic coping mechanism, uh, with an ad voiced by Paul Giamatti, which first of all, just glad to see Paul, Paul back in the game, uh, hearing his voice. I didn't realize how reassuring and comforting it would be. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, honestly, it honestly. started <laughs> with a viral photo, um, of, uh, an older lady I'm trying to find her name. I can't remember Olive, Olive Verone, Verona C or something. I'm sorry, yeah, Olive, Olive Verona. probably pronounced that wrong. Uh, but she's a Pittsburgh area resident who, uh, she was that one. If you're trying to picture it, you probably have seen it. She's the grandma with the photo outside her door that just says, I need more beer um, <laughs> while holding a Coors Light. So Coors Light naturally did the thing it should do, which has sent her 150 cans of beer for free. Um, but then they built an ad around that, um, which is kind of funny where Paul Giamatti is talking for like 40 something seconds, 49 seconds, just narrating over still shots of like the Revolutionary War, the Great Depression, all these other sucky events in history. And it's like beer didn't necessarily help solve the problem, but they had beer to get through it. And it's pretty funny. It's just like, 
you know, and this has been said by people smarter than me, and I agree with it, that, you know, you have so many people now doing these more somber spots. And you have to kind of do if you want to stand out, you have to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. And that opposite now it's swung back. I think people just want to fucking laugh. And I think this ad could very well have been a complete flop. It could have been viewed as tone deaf. It could have been viewed as insensitive. But I think Paul Giamatti's narration, along with the VO, the imagery chosen, the fact that it's tied to a real viral photo, a lot of these different possibly sketchy pieces come together to make this really great ad that just really does highlight that America could hashtag use a beer. Um, So people can tag someone who needs a beer and Coors Light will send them a free six pack. There's a lot of other social activations going on with it, such as, you know, clothing that they're selling on off social and, um, you know, DDB did a good job with this one. Shout out DDB Chicago. Zach, you brought this to us. What do you think? Uh, Well, first of all, I agree with everything you said. And I would like to celebrate Chorus for being one of the first brands to do something truly funny. You know, yeah, tough. Like you know, you said, it was a bold move. Like, yeah, it's when everyone is going one way, it's hard enough to go the other way, especially when it's a very serious issue and you're trying to poke fun at it in a way. Like that makes it even more difficult. Um, and so the fact that they did that is wildly impressive, uh, and I commend them for having the bravery uh, and the vision to make something that's funny. And I think beer is the perfect place to do it because beer usually has that humorous tone. Uh, they never take themselves too seriously. And I think this is an expertly crafted piece that that does just that. I think the thing that for me makes it OK, uh, which you brought you brought it up, but they directly call it out in the ad when they say something along the lines of, is this going to fix anything? Of course not. And like they like sarcastically make fun of the fact that like obviously beer isn't going to do shit for people. But like you could use one. And I think that's that piece of it to me is what makes this one funny and two okay and avoid it like and, and makes it avoid the criticism because when you set it up that way, uh they're very aware of the fact that like beer isn't gonna solve anyone's problems. Uh Pepsi should take notes because that's the exact reason that the Pepsi ad with Kendall Jenner got so much hate. Was it Kendall Kyle? <laughs> I don't remember. But either way, that was the exact yeah, reason yeah. that that ad got so much clapback was because they it it made it seem like pepsi was the solution and they have directly called out in this ad like of course beer is not the fucking solution to this but you could use one and throughout all of these times people have used them to cope and it's just a fun message and the fact that they're obviously giving away six packs along with that makes it that much better yeah exactly Mm -hmm. definitely definitely i mean i think i think that just the just the thing that's so nice about it is it is such a change of pace you know it's so refreshing i think after seeing you know a lot of these same kind of somber um you know heartfelt yes um but kind of yeah sobering spots about um exactly exactly these sobering spots we've been seeing from other brands um you know just a lot of these montages talking and i mean they are very good messages a lot of brands are doing a lot to help out um and i think that we should um you know appreciate that and um you know look to their leadership there but also um you know we have to be able to you know poke fun at things again and i think that um you know again announcing this as a another sucky time in history i think <laughs> is definitely <laughs> true 
Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, but again, we'll get through it just like we've gotten through, you know, every other crisis before this. Um, and beer, beer is going to be there to help us along. Um, and I think that just that's such a, you know, it's, it's such an American message, I think, in so many ways, too, um, that it really rings true, you know, and also, yeah, shout out to the Paul Giamatti voiceover there. Um, really, really hit, hitting us good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think honestly, too, just th- this lends a lot in a time where, you know, we're, we're starting to see a lot of the same things. I feel like I, I'm getting fatigued of a lot of the same messages we've been seeing yeah. over and over again. And I think, too, I think the, again, the ads that are really going to stand out are the people that aren't doing exactly what everyone else is. Yeah. So shout out. And it's like, that's, well, I got two things I want to call it really quickly. I kind of laughed to myself, Zach, when you're like, it's good to see, you know, beer brands typically don't take themselves seriously. And we're saying that in relation to the same beer brand that literally sued another beer brand over an ad (laughs) making fun of them. (laughs) But in their advertising, they don't take themselves seriously. (laughs) But uh, but Coors Coors did good here, um, for sure. And then I think the other point, too, like, I just want to, like, call and like, look, we've said it before. just because we're saying we're fatigued on these ads, it doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean that the brands doing them have anything other than good intentions. It doesn't mean that they're not making them with the level of love and care. Um, it's just the the fact that, you know, look, we all got the same brief five weeks ago. And unfortunately, we have all made generally the same thing. And it doesn't mean that any of the individual pieces are bad. They're all good on their own. It's just as with any form of advertising, as you start to get more and more fatigue in the market, the messaging needs to change and shift so that you're continuing to present the newer, different alternative for someone to look at and be like, oh, that's different than what I'm seeing. And we're seeing an accelerated timeline here on that. But it really has been, I think two, two and a half weeks was really the flipping point. And now it's like you're on Hulu, you watch the NFL draft, you know, you see all the ads next to each other and you're like, wow, it really is similar. doesn't mean they're bad, but you know, we we're looking for something different. And I think, Going along those same lines, I think probably one of my favorite out of home campaigns, second to scream your own name and uh, the uh, actually really only second to scream your own name. Um, the uh, freaking what, it, what are they called? Emily Crisps. It's a UK snack brand. Um, they have come out with a uh, <laughs> they've come out with an out of home campaign, which seems like a bold move during a lockdown in a pandemic. Um, they had their budget locked in, um, which I can relate to as something I was working on almost being locked into out of home and having that disappear pretty quickly. (laughs) We weren't locked in, but they were. Um, so they made the most of it, which is pretty freaking funny. Um, I would assume they're a challenger brand based on their advertising, but, uh, they, uh, they had this huge out of home campaign built. So with no one being able to see them, these are what they make their out-of-home ads look like. I'm just going to read off these couple copy headlines, Zach. I think you're going to appreciate these. Behold, our new poster. Now we've just got to find someone to look at it. Eat bold, Emily Crisps. And then we've got, hmm, maybe we should have made a TV ad instead. And then we've got, do an ad when it's warmer, they said. More people will see it, they said. <laughs> Final one, our first ever poster seen by a runner and one pigeon. Typical. Um, I just appreciate the fact that they're laughing at themselves and they're like, it's just, it's just great. It's just more great humor. Um, 
it's obviously talking about their own misfortune that isn't really that important in the grand scheme of things. But again, because they are so self-aware and making fun of themselves with others around to be able to laugh at it too, I think, again, it comes across as pretty funny. They had booked the media placement back in 2019, so they weren't going to be able to drop it. They figured, let's just go with it, change the creative. And, uh, you know, it's pretty funny. And then they're also sharing them on social with hashtag stay home so people can see them without going outside. But the fact that, you know, hey, at least the bikers and the pigeons are going to see it, I think is pretty funny. And I appreciate the self-awareness there. What do you think, Zach? Um, I just think this is such a testament to our industry's ability to make the most out of a situation that really sucks when they have to. Excuse me. Um, and the brand willingness to go along with it. Too. Yeah, in the, exactly. And the brand willingness to go along with it. You already read the headlines. I love all of them. My favorite is the do an ad when it's warmer, they said. <laughs> <It's pretty good>. <laughs> <laughs> like, not only is it unfortunate, uh, not only does that one speak to the unfortunateness of the the virus, but it also talks a little bit to their strategy about, oh, let's wait till it's warmer. Like they were eager to do this earlier and that got pushed back and look what happened. <laughs> as a result. You know, like it's just an, an, another like layer of depth to the unfortunateness of the situation. The fact that they were talking about doing it earlier. So anyways, I love all of the headlines, but I do think it's just such a great way to make the most out of a media buy that you placed last year and not obviously expecting anything like this to happen and using what you have to pivot to make something that will resonate with people uh, and will bring a smile to people's faces. Again, like we just talked about with Chorus, um, not a lot of people have done that yet. It looks like we're finally getting over all of the heartfelt messaging and starting to branch more into the the humorous side of how brands are approaching the current situation and, and being pent up and locked inside for so long. Um, and with that, we're starting to see messages like this that that play a little bit more in the space of humor and, and have a little bit of snark to them. And so this was a really fun campaign. Um, some nice little out of home pieces from a brand, like you said, I'm assuming is also a challenger brand. I've never heard of them. Granted, I don't think they're in the United States uh, anyways, but regardless, yeah. it's a nice they strike me as like the Emerald nuts equivalent. You know, yes, good. Yes, we tried, but <laughs> now we can't really have out of home. That's effective. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I feel like, um, I don't know. It feels like we saw this start with that Honda ad with the little toy car, a little subtle nod, and now we're seeing a little bit of an evolution. But what do you think, Cole? Um, definitely. I mean, I I kind of think pretty much exactly what Zach was saying, making the best of a bad situation, I think um, is definitely what this is. And it's they were like, ah, oh, nuts. But it wasn't worth, you know, crying exactly. over spilled chips. <laughs> <laughs> if anything I'm and i mean it's great to see the ingenuity that you know people come up with and you know how you can flip that into something something funny i hope that hopefully more people than a biker and a pigeon saw these um because you know they deserve to be seen and you know it really does you know i like what you said too um about the last section trend that you know everyone pretty much got the same brief you know five weeks ago um, and, you know, everyone's plans basically throughout Q2 here have been canceled, you know, and I think that um, everybody that, you know, had all of these campaigns that had all of these disparate elements, it's like, you know, you do what you can. Um, but I really think and I hope that, you know, out of home will come back. And, you know, I, I, I think that it'll come back even better than ever. You know, we we see so much changing 
in that space there's a lot more with like uh you know interactions with you know motion sensing and i think a lot of times too you know there's going to be more check-ins where people you know whether or not you're getting your temperature checked whether or not you're like washing your hands and stuff like that um and i think there's a lot of opportunities for you know brands and, and companies to take advantage of those spaces because going out for us is going to mean different things now you know so I don't know. I, th I think it's interesting to see um, how this space is going to change too. But um, shout out to Emily Crisps. I mean, the taglines are super funny. Um, and I think, I think they did an awesome job of, you know, doing what they can with, uh, with what they had to work with there, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and if nothing else, it's just nice to see like it shows you, <laughs> you can make an ad right now that's funny and isn't related to coronavirus directly. You know what I mean? Like, speaking mm -hmm. to the environment and the truths of the environment and the frustrations that everyone's dealing with, like having all plans fall through as opposed to just relating to how we're all stuck at home and we're all in this together. Like there are different audience insights and truths you can bounce off of and relate to and just shows that it can't be done, which is fun to see as well. But I think that's all we have. I mean, kind of the final notes for me is, you know, keep sending in those, uh, those AMA questions. If you have any, we're going to be doing that soon, maybe next week here. Uh, depending on how many we look at once we look at the final total and also uh, stay tuned to our social pages. I mean, you'll see them here where you're listening. Um, but uh, yeah, we got a new brand identity we're rolling out. Uh, I'm pretty excited about. Um, so we'll share more on social as that comes, but uh, keep posted for that too. Um, but I don't know. You guys got anything else you want to talk about or I don't know. I'm out of words. I have one thing that I would like to say. Do you drop it in? I was looking through the ad age article um, for uh, Emily Crisps, mm -hmm. and I noticed that the photo that they have used for the poster that says our first ever poster seen by a runner and one pigeon typical uh, artfully has a pigeon on the side of it sitting in the road. Wait, That's does all. it really? Yes, it does. Totally <laughs> yes, I, hold on. Now I got to pull it back up. <laughs> I just noticed it when I was looking through Holy again. Shit, it does. There was literally <laughs> a pigeon, one single pigeon sitting there. And I thought that was a nice touch by adage. So how long do you think, do you think they photoshopped that in or do you think they, <laughs> do you think they just waited? I would, funny, I would be dude. curious. I would really commend the photographer if, if he waited or she waited until this pigeon. It's got to be photoshopped, right? The shadow looks a little bit too real. Mm. <laughs> no i'm gonna go with the fact that that photographer waited there <laughs> because what else, what, do do? That's what, I want. <laughs> what else does he have to do right now besides wait for pigeons exactly wait for pigeons next to this post i mean hey that photo alone deserves an award that's that's, that's artful crazy. craft yeah. <laughs> all right that's all i'm i'm done for the week yeah. oh my gosh i mean i don't know I hope that we're getting through this thing. I feel like we're, I feel like we're almost to the other side of it. You know, I feel like the crisis is past here and I don't know, just like this Coors ad, it's making me feel like, you know, maybe we can just start drinking beer and forget about it again. So <laughs> <laughs> let me just give the disclaimer that we do not endorse drinking beer to forget, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> But I don't know. I think you know. Uh, you have fun. I, you I'm relax. I'm hopeful for the future now. So if anything, I'm glad. <laughs> and hey, congrats on the new apartment. You know, you. Cole's yeah, gonna get us a Facebook yeah. tour. Exactly. I maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not for all the salad people to see. But 
yeah yeah but who knows maybe a, a zoom background in the future but um i was gonna say maybe we should just start doing instagram lives you know <laughs> uh-huh, exactly no, oh if anything, more honestly i want to make that my zoom background we don't use zoom we we're we're a g suite uh agency but uh i would use that as a zoom background have that little pigeon mm-hmm. oh definitely Oh, all right, guys. I think we're. I think that's it. I think that's the episode. I think we're. I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Cole, we've got an interview this Thursday. Um, oh yes, I can wait. To that. Uh, tune in. I mentioned it last week, but tune in. E- um, Eli Ash, their production at Mustache. Great fucking interview. A lot of fun. A joy to talk to. And uh, yeah, you'll be able to hear that this Thursday. So. They're not going to hear you on it, Cole. They're not going to get to hear have an fantastic week. Do you want to give it to them now, or do you want to make them wait until next Tuesday? Uh, whew. that's a hard one. That's a hard one, fellas. But uh, I always I'll, say, keep I'll, them, I'll say keep that. I'll on. say this much. I'll say this much. Um, have an fantastic week, but your week's not over. You better listen on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. <laughs>